And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. Play ball! Play ball with Babe Ruth! The United States Navy brings you the adventures of Babe Ruth. And here to tell you about the immortal Babe is the man who knew him so well, his pal, the popular sports reporter, Steve Martin. When the big fellow ambled out to the mound to pitch batting practice one day, nobody suspected that he intended to catch a rat and save a brilliant young catcher from the penitentiary. But that's just what he did. We'll bring you the exciting story in just a moment. But first, a brief but important message from Jackson Beck. Come in, Jack. Right, Steve. I just want to say a word about Navy officers. Fine, Jackson. What's the word about Navy officers? Well, I think they're a fine group of men. Well, yes. And they're leaders. They're taught to be. They're solid citizens. Well, thanks, Jack. But what I'm trying to say, Steve, is that young fellows with college degrees ought to think very seriously of the Navy as a career. And I don't care what kind of degree they have. There is a great and important place in the Navy for young doctors, for instance, for mechanical and chemical and electronic and civil engineers. There's a Navy career awaiting psychologists and physicists and lawyers. And I don't know any life that could be more pleasant than that of a Navy officer. You've got something there, all right, Jack. A Navy officer has social acceptance in the highest circles. He has a guaranteed income that's certainly equal to anything he could make in civilian life. He has good housing and complete and expert medical care for himself and all his family. And what's most important... He has a very real financial security. For under the Navy's liberal retirement plan, he can retire in not so many years on an income that will be much more than adequate. You college graduates, why don't you think about the Navy as a career? If you're interested and want full details, write today to the Bureau of Personnel, Navy Department, Washington 25, D.C. Or, if it's more convenient, stop in and see your local Navy recruiting officer. He'll tell you all you want to know and be happy to help you shape your career. Now, back to Steve Martin and the adventures of Babe Ruth. The big fellow had an eagle eye for promising young ball players, And one spring, he brought a rookie catcher, whom I'll call Bobby Lee, to the Yankees' training camp. The kid looked great, which didn't please Juke Adams. You see, Juke figured to be the regular catcher that season, and he started trouble on the train while we were working our way north. 
This kid, Bobby Lee, where'd you find him, babe? Oh, in some little league in um, uh, Iowa, Duke. Iowa? Last week you said Minnesota. Oh, did I? Oh, maybe it was Minnesota. I, I was on a barnstorming. Lee trip. said I... you discovered him in California. <laughs> well, I guess that's where it was then. It wasn't. I looked through all the league records for California and for Iowa and Minnesota, too. There wasn't any Bobby Lee listed. Oh, there wasn't? Nah, he wasn't in organized baseball last year or the year before either. You guys are lying, babe. Now, wait a minute. You're trying to cover up something. Now look, I don't like being called a liar, Duke. Take that back. Like fun, I will. Okay, You're then a liar. you ask for it. You bet I did. Well, I made a bad mistake, Steve. Losing my temper with Duke. What do you mean, babe? Duke's sore at me now. And he's sore at Bobby Lee for beating him out of the first-string catcher's job. He won't rest till he finds out the truth. What truth? Where I found Bobby. Well, I meant to ask you about that. What's this big mystery about where you discovered him? And incidentally, where did you? I can't tell even you, Steve. Oh, why not? You might talk in your sleep. And if Duke found out, it'd be just too bad for Bobby. And for the Yankees. I smelled a terrific story. But the big fellow stayed mum as a clam. A couple of days later, though, in Norfolk, the bomb exploded. It was in the Yankee clubhouse after the game. Duke Adams, coming back to his locker from the shower, suddenly began to yell his head off. I've been robbed! Hey, somebody swiped my wallet. It was right here in my locker in my coat when I went to take my shower a couple of minutes ago, but it's gone now. There was $200 in it. Well, uh, maybe maybe it dropped on the floor, Duke. I looked all over. Some son of a gun swiped it. Nobody swiped it, Duke. How do you know, Lee? Because my locker's next to yours, and I was right here all the time you were in the shower. Nobody came near your locker. Are you sure, Bobby? I'm positive, babe. Well, you must have lost it some other place, Duke. No, I didn't. And I know the answer now. Huh? What do you mean? I should have figured it right away. Bobby Lee here stole my wallet. Are you right, Bobby? Now, look here, Duke. He said himself nobody else came near my locker. And he's an ex-convict, isn't he? An ex-convict? That's right. Lee was in the big house for burglary before he joined the Yankees. Do you deny that, Lee? Well, I... I... No. You hear that, fellas? But I didn't steal your wallet. And if you say I did, I'll break... You're a louse for bringing that up, Duke. And for accusing a man without proof. Maybe I can find the proof, babe. Let's have a look in Lee's locker. Go ahead, Duke. Search my locker. That's what I'm doing. Now, wait, what's this? Here's my wallet. Lee stashed it in one of his shoes. Well, I'll be... You planted it there yourself, Duke. Why, you dirty, lying cunt. You framed me to get me off the club. But you can't get away with it. I'm going to make you a nip. Oh, yeah. How dirty you. Now, look. Here's the reason I asked Steve to bring your reporters in here. Bobby Lee served time for burglary, yes. The district attorney told me, though, he was convinced Bobby was innocent, and he took the rap to shield his kid brother. But even if Bobby was guilty, he paid the penalty, and his slate is clean. Now, he's entitled to a sporting chance, isn't that right? Oh, sure he is, babe, but the... Babe, he stole 200 bucks from Duke Adams. Oh, no, he didn't steal Duke's money. And if you guys will give me a chance, I'll prove it. You will? Yes, I will. I want you fellas to hold up the story of what happened in the clubhouse today for 24 hours. Babe, it's a big story. If you print the story now, Bobby Lee will be crucified. He'll go back to jail. The Yankees will lose the greatest catching prospect in years. But give me just 24 hours and I'll prove Bobby is innocent. And I'll give you the real crook, too. What do you say, fellas? Well, 
All right, I'll go along with you, babe. So will I. Count me in. Okay, fellas, that's it. Now, listen, babe, you think Duke Adams framed Bobby, don't you? Could be, Steve. You do think so. But how do you expect to prove it? Well, I, I'd rather not tell you yet, Steve. It's a long chance, and well, you'd think I was nuts. Mm. Well, let me point this out to you. You put yourself on a hot spot getting the club and reporters to hold off exposing Bobby, not having him arrested. If you can't prove he's innocent and he take, takes a powder, you're unable to be mud. I know that, Steve. But you're still going through with it? You bet I am. You and the other reporters be at the ballpark tomorrow morning. We're having practice. You'll see the payoff then, I hope. I was at the ballpark the next morning. So were the other reporters. The big fellow told us to stand behind the wire batting cage. Then he called all the players over. Okay. Hey, here's the babe now. Hey, fellas, Hug's got a cold today. I talked to him, and we decided you guys need a hard batting drill. So I'm going to pitch to you. You, you babe? That's right, Duke. Any objections? Well, no, of course not. Why should I object? Oh, you might have a good reason. What do you mean? You'll find out. Now, look, fellas, there's another reason I'm going to pitch batting practice. Bobby Lee was framed yesterday, and one of you guys framed him. One of us? Yeah. Say, what is it? Yeah, one of you guys, and I know who the guy is. Now, get this. I used to be a pretty fair country pitcher. I haven't pitched for a long time. I might be a little wild, especially when the rat who framed Bobby comes up. Okay, go on up there and take your legs. I was puzzled and tense as I gathered with the other reporters behind the batting cage and watched the big fellow start pitching to the Yankee players. What was he up to? I was sure he wouldn't purposely hit Duke. He laid the ball in there, high, low, working the corners, and his control was as sharp as when he was the best southpaw pitcher in baseball. One after the other, the Yankees walked into the cage, hit three of the big fellow's pitches, and walked back to the end of the line. The tension kept mounting. There wasn't any kidding among the players, as there usually was. Then it was Duke Adams' turn. I felt a little chill run up my spine and my throat got tight. Duke hesitated outside the cage and the big fellow called to him. Well, what are you waiting for, Duke? Get in there. I got a crick in my back, babe. I think I skipped this round. You need the practice. Get in the cage. But I tell you... You're not telling me anything. I'm telling you. I'm in charge here today. Now get in there. Duke walked into the cage nervously, tapped his bat on the plate... Babe stood out on the mound, glaring down at him, and he looked bigger even than he was. Then he wound up, a long, deliberate wind-up, and let fly. The ball rocketed in as if it was shot out of a gun over the inside corner and level with Duke's head. Duke jumped back a foot. He was pale as a ghost. The big fellow wound up and fired again, just a shade closer this time. Duke jumped back again, and Babe fired a third one, in the same place, so fast you could hardly see it. This time, Duke jumped back so hard he lost his balance and landed on the seat of his pants. <laughs> Some of the reporters and players laughed, nervously. Duke jumped to his feet, shaking a little, and yelled at Babe. You're trying to beat me! I've got enough of this! Get back in there, Duke. You've got to hit three. Nuts! You're not going to kill me! It's your guilty conscience, brother. I caught the corner of the plate every time. Hey, you reporters back there, am I right? Yeah, we're right, That's right, right. Dad. You hear that, Duke? Now get back in there and hit. Duke had to walk back into the cage then, wiping the sweat off his face. The big fella grinned wickedly, then wound up and started to fire. Three times the ball blazed straight at Duke's head, then broke sharply before it reached the plate and curved away. But each time Duke hit the dirt. 
And the third time, he let out a howl, jumped up, and started out of the cage. His eyes were rolling wildly in his head, and he was shaking all over. Dave was off the mound like a flash and grabbed him. He tried to kill me. He tried to kill me. Now, wait a minute, Duke. Hey, let me go. You tried to kill me. I'm getting out of here. Oh, no, you're not. Not until you admit the truth. You framed Bobby Lee, didn't you? You put your wallet in his locker yourself. Now, let me go. Didn't you? Yes, I know. We heard you the first time. Steve, get the park cop and take this rat away. He's got it coming, Tom. Babe, I still can't believe it. How'd you do it? Simple psychology, Steve. I was sure Duke planted his wallet in Bobby's locker, figuring to make it stick because Bobby had once been in trouble. Well, yes, but... Now, a guy who would do that is not only a rotten sport, but he's yellow. So I figured if I got him into the batting cage and let him know I suspected him, he'd be sure those high, close ones were meant to kill him. But he had to stay in there because all your reporters said my pitches were over the plate. Quitting would be giving himself away. But he lost his nerve and cracked up. Right. Just the way I hoped he would, Steve. <laughs> oh, babe, when your playing days are over, be sure to see me, will yeah? you? I know a detective agency that'll be glad to give you a job. <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Martin for a very exciting adventure of Babe Ruth. You're certainly welcome, Jack. But it's nothing compared to the everlasting adventures a young fellow can have as an officer in the United States Navy. To me, those are great words, Jack. The reward for having been diligent in college and healthy and moral. As a Navy commander, I'm probably biased, but that's only natural. But I can tell you honestly that I'm very proud to have associated with the men I have in the Navy and to have been an officer. I don't think there's a finer bunch of men alive. Believe me, the life and the security of a career as a naval officer are something very worthwhile to shoot at. Why, you have everything, Jack. Whether you're a flying officer, a doctor, an engineer, or a chaplain. You've got good pay, a retirement plan that gives you everything you could get out of civilian life. You have social prestige, housing, expert medical and hospital care for yourself and family. And you have the very satisfying knowledge that you're an officer... In the United States Navy. Look, fellows, if your college graduates in good health and can meet the Navy's standards of physical and moral fitness, you're eligible to become a Navy officer. For full details, write to the Bureau of Personnel, Navy Department, Washington 25, D.C., or see your local Navy recruiting officer. And do it now. <laughs> Now, Steve Martin, what's on the grill for next week? For next week, Jack, I'm going to tell you about a feud between an umpire and the big fellow, which almost killed both of them. The Adventures of Babe Ruth is written by Ben Peter Freeman, produced by Woody Close, directed by Ronald Dawson, and presented by the United States Navy. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-'em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.
Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.